Welcome to Coffee and Catholics, a Catholic women's talk show podcast. I'm Stacy, one of your hosts, and with me I have... Hi, I'm Alicia. And I'm Noelle. I'm Annie. And I'm Lauren. Hello, and welcome to Coffee and Catholics. Today we decided to take kind of a relaxed approach to our podcast episode. We're going to share some of our favorite saints' quotes and just kind of discuss them a little bit. We'd love for you guys at the end of this podcast to share your favorite saints' quotes in the comments. I'll just go ahead and start with one of my favorites from Padre Pio. This one really connected with me, especially at the beginning of the pandemic back in March of 2020. Um, Padre Pio's quote of, Pray, hope, and don't worry. Worry is useless. God is merciful and will hear your prayer. That one just really spoke to me during that time. And it was kind of interesting how much Padre Pio started coming up in my life during that time as well. I hadn't really thought too much about him before then, but um, actually right before the pandemic, or around that time through the shut, right before everything shut down stuff, his relics were at the church I grew up at, and my children were, and I were able to make a pilgrimage there to see his relics. And then that was just really interesting to me that that quote kind of got me through the beginning of the pandemic also. That would have been nice. I panicked a little. <laughs> so, that would have been nice. <laughs> He's a pretty incredible saint. Uh, yeah, there's another one of uh, St. Padre Pio's quotes that I like. It's just, serve the Lord with laughter. Oh, I like that. Yeah, he just has these, these lovely little tidbits. Can bring you joy in the midst of whatever you're going through. One of my favorites is... From St. Catherine of Siena, be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire. I love that one. Mm-hmm. Me too. I think it's important, like, it's not just, like, be who you are, but it's be who God meant you to be. Mm-hmm. And we have to sometimes have to work a little harder on that <laughs> than other times. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we are really doing God's will... I mean, he called, he's the light of the world, and we're called to, you know, set the world on fire, like, you know, light up the world in the same way that he does. Yeah. Well, I like the way she says it because it's so exciting, and it really is, like, especially, like, as I've grown in my faith, and it's not always been like this, I've definitely had periods of, like, kind of a desolation in terms of feeling, but, like, when I've had those exciting feelings or whatever, like, it's, like, almost explosive. Like, I don't know what to do with it. And I'm just like, ah, i got to get it out and, like, tell somebody about this because I just can't keep it in. And so, like, when I hear her quote, that's what it, like, feels like to me or whatever is that just, like, the excitement that I just, I don't know what to do with it, you know? Like, it just gushes out of me. <laughs> that quote and then the Holy Spirit prayer I always think of them together because, you know, the world ablaze is in the Holy Spirit prayer. Mm -hmm. And then she's talking about saying the word of world on fire. And I just, those two always just go together for me. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm not sure where the next thing is going to go, those are the two that I I cling on to. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and speaking of the that feeling or whatever, like that I I've gotten before when I've really been getting really close to God. There's one, um, there's two quotes that I'm thinking of. One from Saint Teresa of Avila, and it says, "I saw myself dying with a desire to see God, and I knew not how to seek that life other than by dying." Over my flesh, over my spirit, flash and float in divine radiance, see the bright and glorious visions of the world to which I go. And then St. Catherine of Genoa, I think that's how you say it. I am no longer my own. Whether I live or whether I die, I belong to my Savior. I have nothing of my own. God is my all and my whole being is his. And just, like, I, I read those and it's just like, I don't know how to describe the feeling or whatever, but like I've I've had that feeling before where like I've just I've wanted to know God so badly and I've wanted to be connected to him so badly that like I know that I can't have that full connection. I can't be fully like in him and him fully in me or whatever until I get to heaven. And in that moment I just like it, it sounds very morbid, but like I just wanted to just be there already like <laughs> I guess like I just wanted to be in heaven already and be as close as I could be to him because I like I just craved it so badly and it was almost like torturous not being able to have that with him you know and obviously like I still you know I want to be alive and I want to be here for my family and all of that but just I don't know it was just this I remember later on like really like that kind of I've fell off the wagon in terms of my prayer life and all of that. And that feeling really went away. And I almost like I, I, I fully, I didn't want to go back to it because it really was like, it was a painful kind of like feeling that I had not being able to be as close with him as I like craved being with him. But eventually like I realized like, no, that was a beautiful thing. Like that was a suffering, but it was absolutely beautiful. And so I, you know, called God, I wanted that again. And he slowly started kind of bringing that back. And it hasn't ever been as strong as it was back then, but I still kind of have that desire of like, you know, I want to get back there again where I just, I want him so badly it hurts. Like literally it hurts because it's just, oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh. Well, and that kind of reminds me of a, you know, St. John Paul II told everybody not to be afraid to be saints. Mm -hmm. You know, you have desire to be with God because that's I mean, ultimately we we want to be united with Him again, and to be united with Him, we have to be saints because you know we become part of the communion of saints. So I think that you know it just kind of reminded me of that quote. But one of the other quotes from John Paul II that I really love is "Have no fear of moving into the unknown." Simply step out fearlessly, knowing that I am with you. Therefore, no harm can befall you. All is very, very well. Do this in complete faith and confidence. It's a little scary to have sometimes be that, you know, feel that, that intense connection with God. But to just don't be afraid of it. Just let it go. Mm -hmm. um, and let the Holy Spirit guide you through it. Mm -hmm. and JP too. We also um, another quote from him that I really, uh, really like. That I mean, you'll see it on stickers and stuff. <laughs> that life with Christ is a wonderful adventure, and I mean that's it's a journey. It's a journey through our you know our life to in um, Saint Bonaventure. Um, I like this quote from his. If you learn everything except Christ, 
you learn nothing. If you learn nothing except Christ, you learn everything. Sums up what our goal is here. You know, we got if we if you don't learn, if you don't, I mean, Christ is love. If you don't learn Christ, there's that's nothing. You have you know that's that's our without Him. But if we have Him, we have everything. I like that. Well, and related to like being a saint and not being afraid of it, um, Saint Zelie Martin. Oh yes, I love her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she says, said, I want to become a saint. It will not be easy at all. I have a lot of wood to chop and it is hard as stone. I should have started sooner while it was not so difficult, but in any case, better late than never. And I regret that resonates with yes. me because I spent so long of my life as like a, you know, really just an agnostic for most of my life. And then eventually came to the Catholic church or whatever and like, there have been times that I've looked back and I've been like, you know, like, oh, if only I could have done this sooner, if I would have known the truth sooner, you know, like, and so it was just kind of sad for me. But then, like, you know, I, I see that or whatever, and it's true. Like, it's better late than never. Like, God finds you where you're at and draws you in and stuff and opens you up as you go as much as, yeah, it would have been great to, you know, know God sooner or whatever. Like, I'm grateful that he found me or I guess I found him like what I did because yeah I mean it, it might have been easier way back when for sure because I'm definitely hard as stone <laughs> like, I've had some really hard wood to chop but yeah I just I love the imagery and that quote it's so pretty well and I love her so much like one of the things like when I'm dealing with my children that I think of is um there's a story about her like you know you know as mothers our kids are mom, mommy, 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 mommy. And sometimes you get to where you don't really like the word mommy anymore because you've heard it so much in one day. But one of the stories about her is her calm response to her children seeking her attention was, yes, my child. And I just, every time my kids are kind of bombarding me with this mommy, mommy, mommy. I haven't been able to say it yet, but my goal is to start saying that to my children. Yes, my child. Now, I know it sounds a little <laughs> silly. It made me sound silly, but like I feel like her peace and that whole like striving to be a saint, okay. I feel like that's that's where I'm wanting to go. And so if I start kind of sharing, she's our mo- she's a model because she's you know saint. So I'm like, if I can start following that model, mm-hmm. I would get that one step closer. It's but, one of those little ways that her dog, that Saint Therese, learned from her. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I, I would have difficulty. Like um, I was thinking that, like that's such a beautiful thing to do, like to say. That. I'd have difficulty with it not coming out as sarcastic. Yeah. Yes, my child. <laughs> we all have to start but, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> better late, better than never. Yeah. Well, so is she the one then that like the, it was the story of her daughter and like she would come down the stairs and with every like step she would say mommy, uh-huh. say yes my child, mommy, and she'd keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She like kept uh, her calm. Oh. Uh, uh, that and she, that well, to be and what child was that? Saint Therese. I just remind myself of that with all my kids and with you know with how I was as a kid. Saint Therese, Therese is a saint. She's you know you hear all yeah. the stories. Okay, we can do this. Mm-hmm. And another thing, another quote I thought of from what you were talking about is you're talking about you're seeking God. Um, Edith Stein has several quotes that I just uh, I just love because. She wrote a lot about a woman's place in the, in the church and in faith. But one of hers is talking about seeking truth. She says, anyone, who's, who, uh, sorry. anyone who seeks truth 
seeks God, whether or not he realizes it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like when you're talking about that, that's probably what you were doing was trying to find that truth. And mm-hmm. as again, as a mother and a woman, two of her other quotes that I, I just I just love. Um, one is the world doesn't need what women have. It needs what women are. Preach it. Yeah. So, uh, which then the second quote kind of also talks about this nurturing nature of women. But the women's soul is fashioned as a shelter in which other souls may unfold. Mm-hmm. So like it's just that nurturing like um, community that we are built for and to help and helping each other with mm-hmm. that. I just, I love her. And, and if you don't know her background, um, she is Jewish. Um, she was raised Jewish and then she was agnostic atheist and um, got really into uh, psychology and, and um, philosophy. And then she ended up being drawn towards the Catholic faith and converted to Catholicism. She, yeah, she read the autobiography of uh, St. Teresa of Avila. And yeah. then she put it down, down. She said, this is truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, and that's that's one thing with like these saints. I think it was Lauren said one time, when you read the saints, you will... I can't remember exactly what she said. But she said that when you read the saints, like that, you can really start diving deeper into your faith and really falling in love with God more. And I heard her say this, and I was like, yeah, you know, you know, give it a go. And then I started reading Mother Teresa. And then I started seeing these other saints, like, quotes from these saints. And just what they say is just so incredibly profound and beautiful. And it's just beyond what I think people are capable of by themselves. Well, and if you look at the saints themselves, a lot of times they're connected to other saints. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, even looking at St. Ignatius and St. Francis Xavier, like, they, like, went to, like... They knew each other and were friends. And then we have St. Zeli and, and St. Therese. I mean, their mother-daughter. Mm-hmm. And St. Bridget, her daughters followed her to the convent. And it's just, it's really interesting to see how saints build other saints. Because, again, we're made for community. Mm-hmm. Which is just beautiful. Yeah. Speaking of another saints build other saints. Um <laughs> Um, I have St. Augustine and his mother, St. Monica. I mean, she prayed him, <laughs> prayed for him, and prayed for him, and prayed for him, and he converted. But I, I have this quote of his um, written on on the, we have a whiteboard in our dining room, and I had it on there um, for a while. I need to put it back up there because um, my house is chaotic. Um, <laughs> but it was this reminder, it was, Be God, because God has made us for himself, our hearts are restless until they rest in him. And um, I just, that when things are just kind of crazy, and it's not just in my heart, but like everything is restless, um, that reminder of that God wants us to rest in him and take a moment and have that peace with God. So I like having that, like where I could see it to remind me of that. Mm-hmm beautiful yeah mother Teresa. if you have been paying any attention to this podcast you know i love her (laughs) and i have several quotes of hers that that i just adore and one of my absolute absolute favorites she says 
She says, love has a hymn to her garment that reaches the very dust. It sweeps the stains from the streets and lanes, and because it can, it must. And I just, ugh, like, I die over that quote. I absolutely adore it. Like, I'm not a big fan of poetry, but this is just beauty right here. Because it's just so true, and it just speaks specifically. I mean, she's speaking about God because God is love. And because, like, God, because he is love, he is the trinity. Because God love has to be given, and it has to be received. And so you've got the Father and the Son, and they're passing the Holy Spirit back and forth as their love. And then because he is love, he just extends that out to the, everything that he creates. And, you know, that's meant to give it back to him. And I just, so, like, hearing that or whatever, like, just knowing that, like, it, it must happen. Like, that beauty of what love is, like... And, it, and just talking about how it like, you know, love has a hymn to her garment. It, it reaches the very dust. It sweeps the stains from the streets and lanes. Like it's talking about how it gets in that nitty gritty. And Mother Teresa being one of the missionaries of charity, you know, they, they dealt with the poorest of the poor people, specifically in India, um, in the convent that she was in. And, you know, like they dealt with people who were, you know, dying in the streets and in horrible, absolutely, you know, disgusting conditions. Like, you know, she talked about how there were times where, you know, she would pick people up off the streets, activate her gag reflex because of the condition that they were in. But like, that's where she was God to them, you know, like she was Christ to them. And it's just so beautiful because I think when we see love and like, I don't know, when you when I think a lot of the time when I've thought about love before or whatever, it's like that very romantic, like pretty, you know, like you t- go out on the dates and you fall in love and you get married and you have the babies and it's all like rainbows and butterflies or whatever. But the, like, and what a, she so beautifully illustrates here is just how how love is it can get into like the dirty and the nitty gritty or whatever, and that's where it's meant to go. Well, and I have a quote that I just love from her also, and I even gave this quote to my mom several years ago, like maybe 20 years ago. She has it hanging in her uh, office, but we can't all do great things, but we can all do small things with great love. And so I think sometimes when we talk about saints and becoming a saint and that we're supposed to be working towards our own sanctification, we think we have to be doing these big, huge mm-hmm. things. But Mother Teresa and St. Teresa of Lisieux, they, they both show us that we don't need to do ginormous things. We just have to do what we can, but do it with great love and willing to sacrifice and to be with people and walk with them like you said it's not necessarily an emotion it's a action the action of love doing it with great love and yeah when i first got into reading mother Teresa, she really did like in several different ways i won't go in depth into them or whatever because we don't have time but um of really showing me that about how it's not like these big grand things that you need to plan out and you need to do or whatever in order to show that I don't know that you love God or that you're able to love other people or whatever like it's for me it was like starting in my family and like really going back to that core like area or whatever starting with my husband my children and making sure because in this the no greater love book that she has um it was talking about how, you know, you, you make sure that there's no one who is poor in your family first. 
you know, and I never really thought about it that way. Like, you know, is there somebody in my family who's starving for attention? Is there somebody in my family who's starving to feel recognized and loved by me who might not, you know? And it really opened up my eyes to like really fixing those things and like recognizing those things and working on myself in that way. So. Yeah, she said, what can you do to promote world peace? Go home and love your family. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's where it starts. It starts with our families and um and goes from there mm-hmm. speaking of families i pray like children who do not know how to read i say very simply to god that i wish to what i wish to say without composing beautiful sentences and he always understands me mm-hmm. so just the whole and that was saint therese Lisieux. um but She's you know, also talking about the, we want, we want to start with our families, but we also want to look towards our children and how honest they are mm-hmm. about what they, what they feel like they need and want and have that, that relationship with God. I mean, we're God's children. We are supposed to be able to come to him with what we Need. They don't necessarily need to go to him and say, um, I want this and this and this and this and this, which I guess in a way we could, <laughs> and he'll answer it the way we we, act, we actually need. He'll answer it the way we actually need. But um, but just that having that lens of a child mm-hmm. with God and, and love in general. Yeah, and like into going back to, to Mother Teresa, my gal. There's two other quotes that I can think of that I love. Um, she says, "To love others as God loves you, that is the measure of success." I remember recently having a conversation with somebody, and this person was talking about how you know, unless X, Y, and Z could happen, didn't feel like he was going to be successful in life. And that, you know, it was just, basically life was just kind of, kind of a dud for him, I guess. And like that, this quote came up for me and I was just like, oh, like, no, like it doesn't, not what you do, like in terms of like the, the things that you gain and the things that you accomplish, but like, just like she says, like, do you love others like God loves you? And I really, I agree, completely agree with you, her that that is a measure, a measure of success. And I, have, and I have one more. Saint Teresa's closure. I mean, little flowers, just really dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. We even have a little statue of her looking over our homeschool area. Mm-hmm. Mother Teresa talked about doing small things with great love. It, Saint Teresa reminds us in her quote. Remember that nothing is small in the eyes of God. Do all that you do with love. So, like, they, they complement each other very well because here, you know, we always look at the big, like, oh, I have to do this and this and this. I'll never be a saint because I'm not perfect and I'm a sinner. And Mother Teresa pulls us back a little bit and says, don't have to do huge things. And then Therese brings us even closer to God saying, now those small things that you were doing, mm-hmm. they're really not as small as you think they are. God mm-hmm. sees them as beautiful and big and they're so important. And so just, I like how they even like pull us into 
closer and closer to God with each other. Mm -hmm. Well, see, and that really resonates with me because I remember growing up and I had um, someone I knew and she said that she wanted to grow up to change the world for the better. And I remember the adults in her life were putting her down and laughing at her and being like, you know, no, you can't do that. You can't, you know, focus on this thing or this thing or this thing instead. You can't change the world. Of course you can't. And I looked at her and I was like, yeah, I want to do that too. I want to change the world. And so when I was growing up, I was like, I want to go. I all of its dreams. I wanted to live in a stick hut in the middle of like some poor village over in another country and like, I don't know, help people somehow, whatever, whatever way I could help or whatever. That was like my dream. And I remember the adults in my life laughing at me and saying, no, you can't do that. Like, you know, that's, that's silly. You can't change the world. You're just one person. And I let it get to me and I let it stop me. And, but then, you know, looking at that kind of a quote and hearing that kind of saying as well, like previous to you saying it, like it's, it's, Oh, it's so beautiful because it does. You don't have to change the entire world. Like we aren't called to just. Some people are. Some people are called to make huge, dramatic differences in the world. But like I think most of us, most of the time, are called for just that little something. Like you know, seeing somebody who is on the street and they're looking sad, and you just smile at them and say hi, and that could change their day for the better. You know, mm-hmm. like just small little things. You do it just just for love out of them and out for for God. And, you know, if you can impact that one life, then you can change that one life just a little bit. And like several of the quotes that Annie's read and we've all read, but they have to do with being how God made you. And we are all made with a purpose. We all have a special job that no other person in the whole world can ever fill that job. So some people might, like you said, be called to do like these seemingly bigger things. But really, if we're doing what we were made to do, mm-hmm. then we're doing our part in the big picture and the big puzzle. Mm-hmm. I'll real quick, just do another one from Mother Teresa. I don't have much to say about this, but I just love her. So she says, <laughs> each one of them is Jesus in disguise. I absolutely love that because I've never heard that that term before until I read it from her and just seeing everybody like, you know, the guy who's honking at you and yelling at you, you know, in the parking lot or something or on the road or family member who's driving you a saint or whatever, just striving to see them as Jesus in disguise. Mm-hmm. I love that about her. But another one related to what you were just saying, Stacy, this is from St. From <laughs> Pope Paul VI. He says, here lies the test of truth, this touchstone of evangelization. It is unthinkable that a person should accept the word and give himself to the kingdom without becoming a person who bears witness to it and proclaims it in his turn. And this is one that sticks with me really, really well, because I remember prior to my conversion, one of the things that really bothered me um, about hearing about Christianity was the idea like the um, the once saved always saved mm-hmm. um, that you could profess faith in Christ and then go about your life at least I don't know that every person who professes that that the once saved always saved um, mentality uh, or doctrine I don't know what you call it but um, thinks exactly like this I know that there's varying um, varying opinions about it but what I always got from it was like you say, I believe in Christ, 
and then you could do whatever you want and treat anybody however you wanted to treat them, but you were still going to get into heaven. And I, it, it bothered me. And so then when I started learning about Catholicism and I learned that Catholicism taught, no, like you don't get to do that. You have to live your faith and there are consequences for not living your faith. I absolutely loved that because I was like, yes, accountability. <laughs> I like it. And so like it really it was one big thing, like big draw to the Catholic Church for me. And so with him saying that, I think is absolutely true. And it's biblical as well. Like if you love Christ, if you love God, it's going to reflect in your actions. And if it's not reflecting in your actions, then you need to take a, a second look and see, you know, am I really in love with God here? So. Uh, Coda really like she's not a canonized saint. I believe it's, uh, she's has the title of servant of God though. It's uh, Dorothy Day. Oh yes. Um, but that I really only love God as much as I love the person I love the yes. least. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that, 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 that one is so like all like I yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and I think it goes along with the um, what Mother Teresa said about you know Jesus in disguise mm-hmm. and that um, everybody is made in the image of God and we need to look at each person with um, dignity and love. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of end things, we've talked a lot about looking at people as Christ, being treating people as we are Christ, so being Christ to others, and following God's plan for us. And one of my favorite quotes is from St. Joan of Arc, and she says, I am not afraid. I was born to do this. And we're here because God had a plan for us and we're born to fulfill that plan. And as always, thank you for joining us. Thanks. Thank you. Please join us again in two weeks. Until then, may God bless you and may Mary accompany you.